everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 8th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, and we're going to begin section 101. Now, I fully recognize that I have missed some amazing scriptures and some amazing doctrines. This section this week is just huge, and there are so many amazing things in it. And so I'm just kind of skipping around to things that mean and matter the most to me. So let's start today in section 101. There's a really important principle here that I think that we need to understand. Starting in verse 4, it says, Therefore, they must needs be chastened and tried, even as Abraham, who is commanded to offer up his only son. Now, I think this is interesting and maybe, maybe a tad scary, where it says that we as saints need to be chastened and tried even as Abraham. And then it gives the specific trial that Abraham dealt with. It says, who was commanded to offer up his only son. Now, Abraham had lots of other trials in his life. But let's talk specifically about this one and why it was so catered to Abraham. Oftentimes when we talk about Abraham being commanded to offer up Isaac, we forget that first of all, Abraham had spent so many years trying to conceive and have this son. And so to be asked to offer him up as a sacrifice must have been just beyond comprehension. But let's go back even further. What's the first story that we have of Abraham? It's found in Abraham 1.1, where Abraham says the biggest understatement of all the scriptures. Remember, Abraham's father worshipped a false god. And he tried to sacrifice Abraham to these false gods. And then in Abraham 1.1, Abraham says, And I, Abraham, saw that it was needful that I should obtain a new place of residence. (laughs) You think? Yes, he needed to leave. He needed to move. And he needed to do that because his own father tried to sacrifice him to a false god. He was saved and he was spared by an angel, but he understood more than anyone what it was like to be on the sacrificial side of a father sacrificing his son. And so here, when the Lord tells Abraham that not only does he need to sacrifice his son, but that it's going to be his son that he had prayed for for years and years and years, and that he would know exactly with a perfect understanding how his son must have been feeling. Think about that experience. It's not like the Lord said, okay, Abraham, I want you to go into the backyard and sacrifice your son. Rather, the Lord, out of symbolism, commanded Abraham to take Isaac to Mount Moriah. And that would be a three-day walk, a three-day journey of traveling with Isaac. Now, if you've ever gone on a road trip with someone or spent that kind of significant one-on-one time with someone, you'd know how bonding that is. And so here for three days, Abraham is spending that one-on-one time with Isaac, talking to him, bonding, all the while knowing exactly what he was going to have to do and exactly what it would be like for Isaac to be on the receiving end of that. That trial, that specific trial of Abraham had to have tested and tried his soul unlike anything else. And here in verse 4, when it says that we must needs be chastened and tried, even as Abraham, that doesn't mean that you and I are going to be asked to sacrifice our only sons. That's not what that means. However, it does mean 
that we can expect the trials and the tribulations to come upon us to be the thing that stretches and tries our souls the most. I don't think that we consider that enough, that the trials and tribulations that we go to are catered to us, to be the thing that stretches us and that tries us the most. For example, I could be going through a trial or a tribulation, and it could be agonizing for me, but would just be average difficult for someone else. But I love this idea, this thought that our Heavenly Father caters our trials to us, to be the things that will stretch and try our souls. Because truly, we need hearts that have been stretched by trial in order to be filled with love and with testimony and with the Spirit. Elder Anderson once taught, We each understand that difficulties are a part of life, but when they come to us personally, they can take our breath away. Without being alarmed, we need to be ready. The Apostle Peter said, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, along with the bright colors of happiness and joy. The darker colored threads of trial and tragedy are woven deeply into the fabric of our Father's plan. These struggles, though difficult, often become our greatest teachers. So it's in these struggles, it's in these trials, it's in these difficulties that the Lord is able to teach us and that he's able to refine us. In fact, take a look at the next verse. It says, For all those who will not endure chastening but deny me cannot be sanctified. Now let's remember the word sanctified and how it's different than justified. Remember how the atonement of Jesus Christ works for our justification as well as our sanctification. Justified meaning that the atonement of Jesus Christ took our sins so that we can be forgiven and so we can return to status quo, as it were, however we were before we sinned. But sanctified is concerned with something much more than that. The word sanctified means to be made holy. So sanctified isn't just about getting us to status quo before we made a mistake. Sanctified is about making us higher and holier than we ever were before we made that mistake. And so these trials through refinement are part of the process of our sanctification or part of our process of becoming holy. This doctrine or this principle reminds me of the story of the women who tried to discover what it meant that the Lord sits as a refiner of silver. Now, I know I've told this story before, but it it fits so well. I just feel like I have to tell it again. There was this group of ladies who used to meet together every week at Bible study, and they got to the book of Malachi in chapter 3, verse 3, which says that the Lord will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. So they were confused about what that means. And so one of the ladies volunteered to find out more about the refining process of silver. The story says, Later in the week, this woman arranged with a local silversmith to go and watch him work. She didn't explain the reason for her interest, but merely said that she was interested in the process. As she watched the silversmith working on a particular piece, he explained that the only way to purify and refine silver is to hold it in the middle of the fire where the flames are the hottest, so that all the impurities are burned away. The woman thought back on Malachi 3.3 and remembered that it specifically mentioned that God sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. She asked the silversmith if it was important for him to stay there the entire time the silver was being refined, or if he could walk away and come back later. 
The silversmith told her that he not only had to stay there, he had to keep his eye on the silver every second, because if it was left in the flames for even a moment too long, it would be damaged. Intrigued, the woman asked how he knew the exact moment when the silver was fully refined. The silversmith smiled knowingly and said, That's easy. I know it is refined when I can see my image reflected in it. My friends, the Lord is interested in our progression. He's interested in our sanctification. He is interested in making us more like him. And for that exact reason, he suffered the atonement, not just our sins, but also our difficulties. He suffered our heartaches, our sorrows, and all those moments where it feels like our souls are being torn. But my friends, it's my testimony that the Savior chose to experience all of our sorrows so that he could know how to help us and to bless us and to strengthen us in those trials. He experienced that sorrow so that rather than removing the sorrow from us, he could share in the sorrow with us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 